Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and my houseplants. Thank you for your patience and tolerance for neglect. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Sarah Keck. In this episode, our October fundraiser is well underway. Satan, the Jersey Devil, and a spell for protecting secrets. Shh. Nobody. I'm a tell. No! It's the best thing about me. I should have never given you the password to my secret Zanga. Ooh, those Zangas, though. <laughs> those got people in trouble. Let's talk about <laughs> how I very much got people in trouble. Oh, oh. Whoops! Let me just send some links. Let me just send some links. Whoops! Thank God that's dead. <laughs> oh, so, man. Um, besides the early 2000s, how are you? Good. A few weeks ago, Marcel and I celebrated our anniversary. We're two years old. That's anniversary it. of what? Of dating. Did the, the people not know this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the people know. The anniversary of when you... Oh, when I asked him out. Right, which was a harrowing story because we none of us expected it. None of us expected it. Riveting. <laughs> Absolutely riveting. Do you want to tell the story? Of which part? Do you want to add, no, tell the story about like how you asked him. Oh, okay, like, okay. Because it was very cute from what I remember. It was very cute. And I'm telling this knowing my enemies will use this against me. But so I decided I wanted to ask Marcel to be my boyfriend and... We already had plans to go to a Cuban restaurant in town. He's Cuban. If you've ever met him, you know this already. If you haven't met him, you'd find out when meeting him. Okay. Don't worry. Well, you know now. You, you all know, know now. now. You know, you're prepared. <laughs> and once we were done eating and stuff, we got in his car and I had made like a playlist. So I put it on and then I had like snuck one rose in my purse and so I pulled this rose out and I said, will you be my boyfriend? But in Spanish. <gasps> Can you repeat it now? No. <laughs> I have no idea. I think I messed up when I said it. But I think he got the general gist of the words. And so he said yes. So Aww. he could have my rose. That's so that cute. That's the story. It was pretty cute. Yeah. And then two years later, you're in a new city. In a new city. Where have you been? Give us the five-second elevator speech of your relationship. Crickets. <laughs> Where have I been? Yeah, with him. Well, we've road-tripped across the U.S. He has helped us make this podcast. He helped produce a few of my short films. He helped produce the Petra music video, which I directed. And we both produced a feature-length film. We've been to... Oregon, Texas, New Mexico, Miami, Mexico, Mexico. We've been to Mexico. Is Mexico a town? No. We were outside of Tijuana. I'm not sure what. Hmm. We were like south of Tijuana at some very cool resort for his birthday two years ago. Two years ago? How does this math work? What is time? Time is, is again, a man-made invention. 
Yeah. Marcel said, if it weren't for me, we would have been dating 10 years ago. Which I didn't know him 10 years ago. So I'm still very confused. Which I guess is your fault. Which is absolutely my fault, apparently. (laughs) Even though we both weren't in the same city or L.A. Alicia 10 years ago. Would have been in Indiana still. Yeah. Dating someone else. Dating someone else. Feverishly trying to get into school. Yeah. Any school. Thinking that she was going to (laughs) teach. Theater education major. Realized she hated children. Well, that was a year later. So we're not there yet. (laughs) At this point, I was still like delusional. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. (laughs) Idiot. He has no idea. So yeah, so we went to Max Brenner's, which is our favorite restaurant in New York City that has the chocolate alcohol. So yes, I think it's my favorite restaurant and thus it has become our favorite restaurant. I don't know what his favorite restaurant is, <laughs> but my like wants and needs kind of like take over, you know. So well, yeah, like, I mean, this the, is where we the go. The stronger energy mm-hmm. absorbs and consumes. The and funnier one, you know, gets to choose what to do. Like, and that's me. So it's okay. Yeah, and then we just walked around Union Square, and it was just really nice, like, getting out, and we ate entirely too much, and it was fun. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, yeah. My longest relationship was two and a half years, so we're in the tumultuous six months Ooh. to see what's going to happen. Who is the superior boyfriend? Ooh, Marcel's going to hate it when he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to quickly edit that out. <laughs> See, he's not going to edit me out. He's going to be disappointed that you didn't have a sick comeback for that. I know. I mean, there's no sick comeback like because what you we haven't is like go, it go gadgeted your finger over to my lips and said, shh, don't even shh. fucking joke. Secrets. Shh. Protect them. Protect them. Protect our secrets. What's up with you? What's happening? I've had a lot of like exciting things happen that I'm not necessarily ready to talk about, but I've been working on maintaining boundaries with mm-hmm. people. I've been kind of working on recognizing the patterns of people that I invite into my life mm-hmm. and the type of people that I attach myself to. I've noticed that I attach myself to people or become friends with people that are extremely disagreeable or difficult or have really like sharp edges mm-hmm. and like have really strong, like small minded opinions and are really needy and judgmental. And, like, this isn't me, like, talking about anyone in particular. She's talking about me. I'm not. No. I'm, like, genuinely not. Like, it's, like, I've just been working on identifying, like, why I'm doing that. I mean, long story short, there's something about either my upbringing or my personality or whatever trauma I've been through that I see those people and I see how difficult it is to get them to like you. Mm -hmm. And I say, I choose you. I'm going to make you like me. Like the Ash Charizard Yeah, literally. Like I feel like for my entire life I've been surrounding myself with Charizards. Mm -hmm. When I am clearly a plant type. (laughs) I am an Oddish. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's been a pattern because I see these people and I'm like, this person is rough around the edges and if I get them to love me, it somehow validates me and like Mm -hmm. validates my worth because I can make like the most like frustrating, irritated, angry, grumpy people love me. And then I am then surprised when I don't feel satisfied or I feel anxious every time I see my friends or like 
I get really hurt by everything they say. And it's like, what, you know, what are you expecting? You are surrounding yourself with people that are constantly telling you how you're wrong or like want to fight all the time. Yeah. Or like, like I had a, a ex-partner that loved to tell me that I was stupid. Yeah. Fuck him. And it's like, I saw that and I was like, oh, but there's like a little nugget inside that person, you know, like that's like gooey and sweet. And all I have to do is like work through that, you know, crusty exterior when actually, no, it's just been years of mommy issues Mm -hmm. and weird things about their dad and like having grown up alone in the woods and like whatever (laughs) it is that like turns people into sociopaths. I think I've been working hard on like, okay, I've invited these people into my life, you know, their words and their truth are like no more truth than my own and I do not need to be at anyone's beck and call at every moment because I have my own life and when I say no like it means no like no does not mean convince me no does not mean you know maybe if it works out it's been a real journey on like saying no and having no really mean no for me Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at and yeah I'm like been enjoying the chili a little bit and yeah i have some really exciting art things coming up that i'm super pumped about good and then next week i'm gonna go see my parents and hang out with puppies and they have like these cute little baby boy puppies that are named bailey and jojo that adore me and they're precious and they're like maltese mixes so they're super fluffy they're so cute i'm really excited for that and it's also just great to like be around my parents i know a lot of people don't have a great relationship with their parents but my parents love margaritas, so they yeah. this has been great. <laughs> They're pretty fucking awesome. They're really great. Like, I've talked to my mom a lot about this, and I've, like, talked to you about this. Just, like, being able to trust people in my life that I know are there for the long haul. And have, mm-hmm. like, seen me in all my various ugly states and... Yeah. All right, not to be too sappy, because we're about to talk about something really cool. <laughs> we are. But first, we have to talk about our fundraiser, just as a quick reminder. Oh, did you miss the last episode? It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to fucking tell you until I get all your money. (laughs) Woo. So even though Witches in the News is on hiatus for the month of October, I'm still keeping track of it. So on September 1st, 2019, I know, get ready. An article was published in Nigeria about how a four-year-old girl was beaten to death because her parents thought she was a witch. Oh, God. The parents believed the girl had evil spirits within her and used a horsewhip. Holy shit. Yeah. She's four. She's four to beat those spirits out of her. She's not even the size of a baby horse. No. God. It's so, so sad. By the time the mother took the child to the hospital, the girl was dead on arrival. So this isn't the first time we've seen a news article about child abuse due to witchcraft. And it makes us here at Witchy as like very fucking sad, even though like we're sure it's not the last time we're going to see a news article like this either. But so this is where our fundraiser comes in. We are raising money this October for Safe Child Africa. Safe Child Africa is a UK charity that works with and through partners in the Niger Delta region. If you've listened to the last two episodes, you know verbatim what I'm saying. (laughs) But they protect and uphold children's rights when it comes to accusations of witchcraft. And since we are a podcast driven about the entertainment and intrigue of witchcraft and paranormal spirituality... We also need to be good citizens of the world and help others who do not have the luxury to speak candidly about witches like we do. So fundraiser works like this. Hopefully you've already donated. I mean, we'll see. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, guys, it's like what? Like the ninth? Like, come on. This It's been nine days. Nine days of fundraising. Okay, you have five more days until you must have had a paycheck by now. I hope so. And if not, I'm really sorry, dude. I feel you. Freelancing <laughs> is very hard. So fundraiser works like this. 
scroll down to our show notes, open up our Instagram, whatever, and you'll see a link to a PayPal link. You click that, you donate, done. Wipe your hands clean of it. For every dollar you donate, we will write your name and enter it into a random drawing. Donate $1, get one chance for your name to be drawn. Donate $85, get 85 chances, and so on and so forth until November 1st, which is when our fundraiser ends. We will then randomly choose three people, not five people, not two people, three people, and those three winners, winners, hey, you will be a winner, will get a chance to have a personal Skype conversation with Tara and myself where we read your tarot. Oh, geez. Absolutely all of the money in the PayPal account will go to Safe Child Africa. We will not be taking any part of it. In a world with so much craziness happening, let's just enjoy our favorite Halloween holiday and give back to people who need it as well. And something we talked about is that it doesn't necessarily have to be Skype. We've talked about FaceTime. We've talked about Facebook group chat, stuff like that. There's lots of different things. So just let us know what's good for you. But we want to see your beautiful faces. And I'm willing to let you look at my face. Oh, that's sweet of you. With plenty of makeup. (laughs) Almost unrecognizable. (laughs) What if we wore masks? Dude, what if we made paper mache uh-huh. replicas of our own faces, but cartoonishly exaggerated? Puppets. Marionettes. So what we're going to do is we're going to have Marcel make these little sock puppets. Because and he doesn't have enough to do already. He's going to give the talk. He's, he's going to talk to voices you. to us. Hello, my name is Alicia. Hello, my name is Tara. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Oh, wow, this is great. Oh, man, you're the first one we've met. I have to use the bathroom. (laughs) It's a lie. I'm the one who always has to use the bathroom. Well, no, I'm the one that has to go get some more wine. That's true. All right. We commence. All right, witches. So we're going to talk about something a little heavy today. And the next couple of weeks are going to be thick with evil and malice. So get ready. A lot of the stuff we talk about here on Witch Yes is tangentially or historically attached to a religion. And today we're talking about... Satan. Thundercrack. A cat mewing. What else? A horse being scared. Those were all really good. (laughs) No notes. (laughs) Satan, of course, is 100% born out of religion. For those who did not know, he is born out of religion. Welcome to the knowledge everyone else has. So it comes from a community's struggle with duality, with suffering, and with control. When you talk about really old shit, there's a lot of opportunities for differing opinions. So we want y'all to know that we, Tara and Alicia, started researching for this episode in August. When is it out? October? Yo, that's a while ago, yo. Just saying. We tried. You know, I probably, for most of my academic career started all projects the weekend before so and she has a master's i have a master's degree sucks to be you university of hawaii i faked it all it was all a lie air horns so just chill out we're not going to talk about everything satan we have a pretty good overview of satan but we don't know the nitty gritty we do not know his favorite color but it's probably red or black or 
possibly Robin's egg blue. What do you think? Dude. Do you think he's a green? Like an aquamarine or like a... I bet if Satan is anything, he's an autumn. He's an autumn. Mm-hmm. Is like that a color? Skin tone, the colors that look good. Like you and I are winters. Oh, okay. Because our skin tone and our hair and our eyes really align with like winter tones. Though also mm-hmm. you can be a spring, mm-hmm. which comes from your beautiful blue eyes that are like piercing like ice. Thank you. That sounds very wintry though. From the blade of a winter of is a coming. Viking warrior. Winter is here. <laughs> winter has ended. But go on. So just don't fucking at us. We don't have time because we're releasing an episode every week for the month of October. I'm not checking the Instagram, guys. I'm, not. I'm, I'm sweating. We're only checking it for compliments. <laughs> I've been constipated for weeks. For weeks. In anticipation. So, let's talk about El Diablo. Who? The devil. Oh, shit. Satan? The devil? Alicia. Okay. When you think of the devil, mm-hmm. I want you to give me some descriptors. What do you think he looks like? What do you think of smells, taste, sight, Ooh, he smells really good. He smelled good. I think he smelled good. I think he smells like sulfur, like rotten eggs. Oh, no. I think it's like when you walk past that guy at the club and he's not your guy, but you like get a sniff and you're like, oh, oh, was that for me? (laughs) He smells like that, you know? You know, he smells like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. When you walk into the Viper Room in LA and it just kind of smells like crusty cocaine, Mm -hmm. like a mix of that and like the best cologne known to man. What does he look like? I think he looks like him from the powerpuff girls yeah okay good yeah and claws and everything what else you give me any other things that you associate with the devil i feel like he'd be mad fun <laughs> i feel like he'd be the best party guest i feel like he would be really funny but also you'd feel like all the jokes are kind of like pointed at you and make you look really bad he's probably like those people you're trying to keep boundaries up against right now where it's like I he do. judges everyone i do love the devil as long as you're not the one being judged like doesn't matter are we in the in crowd now are we in the in crowd am i an it girl now finally finally in my late 20s i finally approached the center of the universe i'm popular (laughs) (laughs) alexa singleton will finally love me yay I don't know what you think. What do you think of? Yeah, I think of like sulfur. I think of like a slick, sly, persuasive. You're kind of more like he's that greasy car salesman guy. And I'm like, he's the sexy zaddy in the back. Well, it's like, it's definitely sex. Sex has a relationship to the devil. I think okay. also like trickster, God, like he's the ultimate fuck like boy. like a genie, you know, where you're like, I wish for a sandwich. And then the genie's like, ha ha ha, magic. And then you're like, I'm a sandwich now. Oh no. I shall eat myself. The genie's curse. Nibble lettuce, nibble, nibble. Well, I like to give some historical context for the okay. birth of Satan. Perfect. Tell me about his story or her story. Oh, okay. That's history. <laughs> Men were in charge, I guess. So hopefully we all know that the Jewish faith is the birthplace of Christianity and the perceived shortcomings of Judaism and Christianity gave rise to Islam. These are the Abrahamic religions. They all come from somewhere. So they're all pretty much the same God. And with each new iteration and interpretation comes new and interesting mythos and lore. All right, listen. Okay. I get that that's a pretty wild generalization like sunni and shia islam very different super different catholicism and protestantism and gnosticism like to be honest are all very different but just like go with me on this journey okay Okay. all right and we'll get into all of that i think probably in a later episode because there's so much mysticism and, and battle between them so this lore that we're talking about 
evolves and matures based on the environment and community that it's in. Seems pretty basic, but I really need you to understand this concept as we talk about the birth of our Dark Lord. So let me paint you this word picture. Please. It is 580 A.D. And we're in Babylon. If 580 A.D. were an animal. Sorry, B.C. Fuckity fuck. Recon. <laughs> Recon. 580 B.C. I'm a little bit older now. Uh. Yeah, 580 B.C. Just to paint a picture. If it were like an animal, what kind of animal would that be? It would be like some sort of elderly cat with no hair. And it's got titties on it. All cats have titties on them. You can't see. Come like, on, Taryn. You can the see it of a cat. in this situation because it's got no hair. It's oh, like one okay. of the old Sphinx cats. They had too many cheeseburgers. With the little pharaoh. Yes. Pharaoh hat. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. So Hammurabi is there. Okay. Right. He's stealing people's eyes. Medea is there with Nebuchadnezzar and she fucking hates it. And you would probably hate it too if you're Jewish. Nebuchadnezzar. That's a great name. Right, I know what I'm naming my baby names book. Okay. Alicia and I scribble, open scribble, up scribble. the ancient tome of baby names next to Orange Julius. <laughs> so at this time, the Jews have been exiled from their home in Judah and are being held captive by the Babylonians. And the Hebrew Bible mm-hmm. will say it's because the Jewish people disobeyed Yahweh, which is their name for God. But it's probably some sort of political reason, you know, like slavery or like land rights. I'm not really sure. At this point, the word Satan shows up in writings. But it's not a proper noun. It's not a name. It's just a word. Okay. So Satan in this context means opposer or to oppose or like adversary. So enemy. Enemy. Well, like. My rival. To oppose, to debate. It doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, we're disagreeing on something that we're enemies. It's, you know, agree to disagree. Okay. To oppose something. And here's another thing. There may be monotheism around this time. But there's not dualism in Judaism at this time. Like Yahweh, he created good and evil. Okay. He's not a benevolent God. And yeah, like the Jews are Yahweh's chosen people. But that doesn't mean he like is nice to them or like cherishes them or even fucking likes them. He just negs them. He's just like, you, I choose you. Come with me. Follow my rules. No have for you. They went through a lot back then. And they were yo. like, okay, sure, whatever you want. All right, all right, all right. Let's go back in our little time machine. We're getting in a strap in. Boop. Okay. And it's 300 BC. And the Persians are like, babies, Babylonians. You cannot be holding these Jews like this. And they bust them out. That's pretty cool. Pia, pia. That's awesome. Score one for Persia. So the Persians practice Zoroastrianism. And I may have said that wrong, but I'm not going to go back. Yeah, it's I just how it is. This religion that I just said with my human mouth. With a Z. With a Z. It is thick with dualism. They got heaven. They got hell. They got good. They got evil. And they even have resurrection after death. And the Jews at this time are like, that sounds fucking awesome. So it's around this time that, quote unquote, in quote, Satan becomes a proper noun. But he's not an adversary. In fact, he's the first angel that Yahweh gives a name. And he does Yahweh's bidding. They're like buds. Ooh, this is some friendship falling out. Are you ready? Ooh, 
Who was a Kardashian that? Which one? Whose friend fucked her? Oh, that was Kylie's friend who made out with Chloe's baby daddy. Mm. Same kind of deal here is what Basically. I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. But with gods and angels. Okay. All right. So there's only three references to Satan in the Old Testament at this time. And you want to know one place he doesn't show up? The story of Adam and Eve. Which you're thinking like, oh, he gives Eve the apple, right? The serpent does. Isn't, isn't that true? Well, at this time, the serpent is just a serpent. He has no connection to any kind of supernatural thing. The serpent is its own thing at this time. Yo, let me just say, I never like snakes. I never like them. You know what I heard recently? Snakes fucking hate you. What? Yeah. Have you ever been on Sanga? It's Snake Zanga. Snake Zanga. <laughs> they have a whole subreddit for you. <gasps> oh my God. I feel very attacked. <laughs> have you seen Alicia? Okay, well, they are scarier than I am, so this isn't cool. All right, so we hang out with these newly freed Jews for 100 years, and it's 200 BC. And these Greeks are getting a little curious about all this Yahweh business. Okay. So they decide to translate the Hebrew Bible into Greek. And here's something, you know, that happens when you translate from one language to another is sometimes there's not a good translation or maybe you don't understand the context of a certain word. One time I tried to Google translate my little melon to olelo to send to Alicia and it came out as my small testicles. What is olelo? Hawaiian. Oh, why would you send that to me in Hawaiian? Because you sent me something cute in Spanish. It's through text. And Aww. I was like, you call me like your corazon or something. That's my heart. And I was like, I'm going to call you my sweet little melon. And then it came out as my tiny little testicles. <laughs> the tiniest testicle the is worst. who I am. The worst. The worst. The term adversary during this translation ends up being translated to the Greek word diabolic, which means slanderer. Okay. The phrase to oppose is translated to diaboline which means to tear up. And when the Bible trans is diabolic, they read it as diabolic and translate that to the devil. All right. I can make the jump. Okay. Yeah. So then, boom, the writing of the Jewish Apocrypha begins. And this is leading into the year 100 BC. Oof, this is a long time ago still. So the Apocrypha is considered an intertestament text, not quite the OG Testament and not quite Christian because Jesus ain't born yet. But... You can see how the folks at this time are getting themselves primed for a new religion, right? They're like, you know, Yahweh's been around for a while. We got a lot going on. We're hoping for the Messiah to come up any day now, right? Any day. Any day. So the Jewish Apocrypha is like, yo, Satan, he's been ruling over our world for thousands of years. And he's going to be ruling over our world until the Messiah comes. And you want to know why he's down here? Because he led a rebellion against God. Okay. All right. Story time. A story within a story. It's I like, like stories within stories. We're like in a Midsummer Night's Dream. This is great. There's a couple different reasons touted as to why Satan led this rebellion, but I'm just going to tell you my favorite one. Tell me. We're in the Garden of Eden. The ducks are warbling. The clouds are floofing. And Adam and Eve are butt-ass naked, probably talking about grapes. Good grapes. Wine. Oh, yeah. That's why. And Lilith is definitely left by now. Yeah, no. The side chick's got to go. So Satan, or Lucifer, as he's being called now, goes down there and is like, look at these fucking idiots trapped in this garden, naked and unaware, banned from the fruit of knowledge. So Satan chooses a serpent because he doesn't want to do it himself because he's a fucking angel. And the serpent speaks to Eve and encourages her to know, to seek, to grasp for more. Now, like a true woman, (laughs) constantly clawing her way up towards the glass ceiling. Yes. 
I want to know. Yes. So like Prometheus giving fire to man, Lucifer gives knowledge and true free will to Adam and Eve. And just so you know, Lucifer means in Latin, light bringer. Aww. Little Lucy. There's like this long history of gods giving fire to man. And generally, they have to do it in secret. And this is one of those tales. Anyway, God is pissed. And the archangel, Michael, leads a fleet of angels against Lucifer, who is depicted as a dragon? Who's Michael? Where did this fuck come from? I have no idea. Apparently, there's more named angels at this point. Oh, my God. Okay. There's a Michael. Some other angels join Lucifer, and they still lose, and they end up getting stranded on Earth, and they become fallen angels. Okay. Right? Sounds pretty cool. The other angels down here with Lucy Mm -hmm. are horny. And I guess they have sex with a bunch of women and create a race of giants. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And God is like, what the fucking hell? Stop making these nasty creations. I made the platypus. I made the shark. We don't need any more abominations. That's true. Those things are weird. God makes a flood. This is all in the Apocrypha. And it changes when it goes into the New Testament. But the flood was to get rid of the giants? That was not the storybook I was told. Exactly. But But I like this way more. As like... The Bible changes like throughout time, things get added, things get changed, things get translated. And then like as this entire culture is growing, it evolves to become more powerful and unstoppable. So when does Hercules come in? And that's chapter three. Okay. So this is the path of the birth of Satan as evil, as sneaky, as cunning, as an agent of temptation. And with Jesus's death, who is later held up as the Messiah by some, Satan's hold over a world and soul is broken. Hooray! Hmm. So this whole thing happened because Lucy wanted feminism. I think that Lucy wanted, yeah, opportunities. Like when they're talking about how Lucifer approaches women later and makes them into witches, he becomes like this champion for like battered women. Mm. He becomes this champion for like old women that are like cast off from society because it's those type of women that are come sign my book yeah well it's literally like you know if the men of earth have disappointed you and hurt you physically and hurt your children you know who are you gonna turn to that's fair slick talking sexy man egg man i just i just don't think he's stinky okay all right i don't know still kind of just wrapping my mind around this So basically, I guess why Lucifer didn't just apologize and keep going with status quo. This was kind of one of those like rebellion moments. Or did he actually want to dethrone? I don't know where the quotes go in this. God. I mean, it really depends on like what interpretation you take. There are some from both time periods that say that Satan's entire idea is to finally dethrone God and become like the true God. He calls him the false God or whatever. Mm -hmm. There are some that say that it was a moral decision because he didn't feel like it was appropriate for yeah. like God to tout free will and then contain and control these creatures that he created. And then there's like probably hundreds of others outside of that. And I think that when it comes to this subject, because it has a lot to deal with like morality and intention, mm-hmm. that the true intention isn't necessarily important as the outcome, which is the creation of this entire underworld and this network, it seems, of adversaries, yeah, of opposers. And it also proves that you can oppose God in this lore hmm. because up to this point, no one had. Yeah. That it is possible and that set humans on the path that they are now. Hmm. 
All right. Good job, Lucy. <laughs> I'm just kind of like impressed. Just mixing things up a bit. All right. So who is Satan now? Who is Satan now? It's me. No. No. I might look good in a suit. A tailored suit. A tailored suit. Oh, I'm sure you would look really good in a suit, actually. I look like an Ellen Page, like a nice, like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, right? Okay. For sure. If I start conditioning more with my hair. Just shave it off and start all over, like a true lesbian. Like a true, powerful, tiny lesbian. (laughs) So, most Jewish sects do not believe in Satan as an agent of chaos and evil or recognize his existence at all. So, as far as Mallory Porter is concerned, she's probably like, Satan who? Fair. But, oh, oh, oh. Because the Christians got big words and big ideas about Satan. So, Satan's names, also known as infernal names. Here are a couple of my favorite because there were many. Tell me. The devil. Yep. Lucifer. Lucy for short. Beelzebub, which means Lord of Flies. Lord of the Flies? I think Lord of Flies, but whatever you want, you know, because it's all made up anyway. (laughs) What's in a name? Abaddon, pronounced like Aladdin, meaning doom, a place of destruction, and it also refers to the angel that rules over the abyss. Mm. Samael, or Samael, which means the venom of God. I looked it up. Out of all of the YouTube pronunciation clips I watched, it was not Samuel. Okay, well, that's good to know. Mestima, which translates in Hebrew to hatred, but he's also referred to as the dragon, and by some, the serpent, which, again, drawing those lines to... The change of the Adam and Eve story. Mm. So what's this fool look like? And there's a lot of different interpretations because the Bible, if you don't know, is vague as fuck. Very vague. The earliest possible depiction of the devil comes from Ravenna, Italy. And he just kind of looks like a guy. Which one is he? The one in red? (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought. But actually, he's depicted in a mosaic with Jesus in the center as he separates his flock between the saved and the damned. Satan is to Jesus' left behind some spooky, sickly-looking gray sheep, and he's dressed in blue robes with blue wings and a halo. It's, like, super normal. Very average. Hmm. Starbucks attire. Just going to the corner store to get some Marlboro lights. Would that be, like, blue winter famine? Yeah, blue, like, the skin. Your skin when it is cold and, like, dying and, like, your lips... Like thinking about the underworld and cold rock and caves and stuff like that. And then red in this mosaic that we're talking about that we'll definitely put on the Instagram. The one to the left is most likely Michael, the angel. This guy's a bitch. (laughs) And he's wearing red. I don't like Michael. Because he loves the Chicago Bulls, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. All right. So then the Middle Ages happens and shit gets metal as fuck. The Middle Ages. So in Dante's Inferno, and Marcel, I want you to put some nice reading violin or piano music in here because I'm about to read a poem. Great. Dante's Inferno reads, The emperor of the woeful kingdom rose from the ice below his breast. And better with a giant I compare than do the giants with those arms of his. So Satan's like totally fucking jacked. Oh, of course he is. See, I told you. Were he as fair once as he is now as foul and lifted up his brow against his maker, he is fit to be the source of every sorrow. Like, oh man, he like fell so far. Aww. Poor guy. Poor Lucy. And oh, what a wonder it appeared to me when I perceived three faces on his head. The first in front, 
was red in color. Cause he's embarrassed to see me so shy, he's Aww. blushing. The one on the right was a whitish yellow, while the left-hand one was tinted like the people living at the source of the Nile. Which I think might be racist. Because, like, Dante could have just been like, oh, like, he had a brown or a tan face. But he, like, wanted to liken the devil to, like, a people in a particular area of Africa. In a particular neighborhood of Africa? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he did. Jeez. Very rude. Very white. Beneath each face, two mighty wings emerged, such as befit so vast a bird. They were featherless and fashioned like a bat's wings. And when he flapped them, he sent forth three separate wings. Yada yada. Out of six eyes he wept, and his three chins dripped tears and drooled blood-red saliva. With his teeth, just like a hackle pounding flax, he champed a sinner in each mouth, tormenting three at once. For the one in front, the gnawing was a trifle to the clawing, for from time to time his back was left with not a shred of skin. That soul up there who bears the greatest pain said the master, is Judas, who has his head within and outside flails his legs. And then it goes on to say that like the two other heads are munching on Brutus and Cassius. Mmm, delicious. Mmm, dinner. And we've talked about doing maybe a Witch Yes book club about reading Dante's Inferno, but that's probably a pipe dream that will never happen. Yo, you know, I feel like after you read that, that I don't need to read it, but that I can listen to it. Maybe we'll do an audiobook, and it's just me. Are we allowed to? Is that illegal? Could we do witch lawyers? Someone Google whether or not we can do like a book club podcast where we read sections and then talk about it. Because I'm pretty sure I've listened to book club podcasts before. Maybe they just can't make money or something or deal with money. So... The wings and the horns and the gnashing teeth is often attributed to Satan becoming an amalgamation of pagan or false gods. So like Pan, some people even talk about Lilith being pushed into like this image of Satan because Lilith is supposed to be able to fly. But it's like all of these carnal and amorous and violent false gods. And let's not forget, like people at this time legit thought that they were approaching the end of the world. So an active violent and monstrous devil was very much in line with whatever was causing the little ice age and the black plague all right in the 18th century satan begins to look a little more humanoid apparently after the french revolution and the american revolution people weren't that into superstitious elements of religion so to folks at the time having come out of two pretty bloody revolutions satan seems less like a demonic adversary and more like a heroic rebel fighting against a oppressive paternal monarchy. He appears almost Apollo-esque with muscles. Ooh, he's at the gym. He is. Ooh. All right. In the 19th century, Satan becomes more of a cunning and slippery dandy. Oh, a dandy. He's more a trickster god than god of war, persuading people into sin instead of intimidating them. And this shows that while god is viewed as an eternal and fixed element, Satan evolves with each new era i mean by the 1800s this guy has been tricking women into becoming witches and meeting musicians at crossroads for centuries and i have a theory about this okay okay about the slow humanization of satan i think that humanity's relationship to death changes Mm -hmm. as it changes with our wars and with our war crimes (coughs) nazis as our consciousness shifts to wider worldviews, as the grip on our future loosens 
the devil becomes more and more human because he is human. The more we see him in each other and in ourselves. So he's more that guy next door who hit his wife Mm -hmm. than this scary thing that's causing the plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's more of a person and less of an idea or something. Concept, sort of a breath of air and more like a solid thing. Like, I mean, talking about even moving into the modern era where we saw a lot more stuff about like Satan and demonization and like movies and stuff. We had fucking all the serial killers in the 70s. Ted Bundy, Mm -hmm. like BTK, all that shit was nuts. And like going through Vietnam, going through like... All of the shit that happened after 9-11. That stuff is so in our faces at every moment with globalization that we like to think of other people as evil. But as we're confronted with our own evils, we see the devil in our own reflection. Hmm. Duality. Duality! It all comes back. I still don't know how Yahweh feels about the Jews. He doesn't like them. <laughs> he doesn't dislike them. He's like, okay, they're kind of like that cousin... That kid cousin that you grew up with and you love them, but you don't like them. You know, it's like, I'm going to want you to come to Thanksgiving and I'm going to be there when we have your intervention about painkillers. But I'm also going to put a whoopee cushion underneath where you sit just to fuck with you. I'm not going to accept your Facebook friend request. Just to cause a ruse. But I'll let you look at my stories on Instagram. But you can follow me. (laughs) It's fine. Yahweh doesn't follow back. Yahweh doesn't follow back. (laughs) And then the iTunes comments come in (laughs) like a flood of hot piss. It's okay, guys. We know Yahweh follows Kanye. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Don't you worry. One follows follows one. one. (laughs) And Kanye doesn't follow back. No. No. All right. So that's a lot about like where Satan comes from, the journey that he's been on. There you go. And I know pretty much nothing about what he's like now, what he even likes to do. What's his favorite color? We talked about Robin's egg blue. He would definitely wear like Versace. Oh, yeah. Well, they have a lot of chains right now going on in their Versace brand. Like Donatella knows. (laughs) She knows what's up. She knows her brand. So, all right. We know Satan rules the underworld. And why that's been so scary for hundreds of thousands of years is because of your soul. My soul? Your soul. My pure of heart? Your pure of heart. Your corazón. No, that's just your heart. It's like kind of a sexy heart. I don't know what soul is. I know sal (laughs) is salt. Let's Google it. Yes, let's learn some Spanish. Soul in Spanish. Here we go. Alma. 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 All right, very cool. They also have... El Espíritu. El Espíritu. I like that one because it's like estrellas. Estrellas. We did hands, Marcel. You would love it. It sounds Italian. (laughs) But it's fine. So that little glimmer inside of you that makes you who you are has either lived a chaste and virtuous life and you go to heaven or you've lived a sinful life and you go to hell. There's no in between. Nope, you only choose one. There is purgatory, I guess. That's a thing in some places. Oh, dude, we should do like the seven circles of hell sometime. Oh, we should. That'd be That'd so be much fun. That'd be such a good episode. That would. So I guess with hell, think of how awful your worst day has been. And then apparently going to hell makes your worst day happen every day. And then there may be some kind of fun strapado or soul-sized Ugh. torture that happens every oh, day too. Which is why we at Witch Yes are very good Christians. Um, my root chakra for Jesus. For Jesus and my butt. (laughs) 
No, get out of there, Jesus. 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 Don't you know I'm working on no means no? Oh my God. No does not mean maybe. Jesus loves consent. <laughs> Anyways, so what else does Satan do besides being your most interesting party guest, you may ask? Apparently, he can possess you. He and his people are so open to possession. They love it. What a great time. Exorcisms are a thing. That's because of Satan. Not because really? of fun. Not because of fun. It's not like that Ouija board episode we did where we were like, eh, let's talk to whatever person we can't get the name of, of Alicia's ancestors. No, but I'm looking at online to buy, a, buy an actual Ouija board. So we're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> every week, we open up every session of which, yes, talking on a Ouija board. It's just like, scrape, 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 scrape. Ooh, I'm not pumped for that audio. It's so creepy. So yeah, the power of Christ compels you to exit this body, you demonic fiend. So I mean, he's still kind of up to, you know, possession, blah, blah, blah. He also has like those demons, you know, his little cronies. So I feel like half the time he doesn't even know what's up. He sends these people out and then sometimes they come back and tell him. Sometimes they don't. And he's just like, ah, aren't they cute? <laughs> it's like having like, 45 cats in your house and they all knock over the vases you're just like mm, adorable what's that sound probably a cat probably a cat and you're like no you're throwing up no you're hacking up a hairball on my nice cashmere sweater on my versace couch he also controls all of black magic and gives it away as a gift we kind of mentioned of this but this is you witches this is what people think of you witches so the majority of the world thinks that this black magic thing is about you Hmm. However, the devil will give you magic if you sign his book or if he can receive worship and receive souls from others. So in this kind of game, like the New Age Satan's kind of about like collecting people. Oh, he's a people collector. He's a people collector. Mm. For sure. He wants people to think he's rad and awesome. And also he just wants some control because it's hard. We're living in the digital age. You got to control your image. You got to control like what you do on a day to day. Got to get those likes on Instagram. Sounds like a Sagittarius. Sounds like an influencer. <laughs> Dude, Satan was super into Fire Island. Oh, totally. He was like, watch it burn. <laughs> watch it all burn. So let's see. Remember Satan was a fallen angel who tried to oppose God. He lost. But look, he's probably a Scorpio and that grudge isn't going to go away anytime soon. Dude, never. Never. Okay, would Satan be a water sign? Because I think people would assume he's a fire sign. People would assume he's a fire sign, but because he is of heaven. Right? Yeah. And the demons that were created aren't necessarily those fallen angels, actually. Mm-hmm. That they're, you know, of Satan and of him. So they're not directly related to heaven. It so wouldn't... he's a scorned Aquarius. That explains a lot. <laughs> wow. Wow. But with a Leo moon of some with kind. With a Leo moon. Very he, proud. He loves to show. He loves to give he a show. He about the showmanship, right? Yeah. It's about the spectacle. It's fine. It's the spectacle. Also, fun fact, Satan gets involved in lawsuits sometimes. Lawsuit? Like, like a lawsuit. So in 1971, Gerald Mayo brought a civil rights action in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Pennsylvania against Satan and his servants. Mayo was a 22-year-old inmate at Western Penitentiary in Pittsburgh and filed a claim in which he stated that Satan has on numerous occasions caused the plaintiff misery and unwarranted threats against the will of the plaintiff, that Satan has placed deliberate obstacles in his path and has caused the plaintiff's downfall, which had therefore deprived Mayo of his constitutional rights. Oh my, 
I am speechless. Yes, this court case was known as Gerald Mayo versus Satan and his staff. <laughs> and his staff! <laughs> Satan and company. You wanted to know what he was up to recently. This is what I got. Oh my God. So, Gerald Mayo versus Satan and his staff was eventually thrown out due to a technicality, honestly. For like a little law jargon, Mayo wanted to like go through this thing where he didn't have to pay for anything because he didn't have money, but they couldn't serve Satan because he couldn't find an address to give for Satan. (laughs) And so even though the lawsuit looked like it was about to happen, the fact that they couldn't serve Satan, the lawsuit, meant that it had to get thrown out completely. That's hilarious. Isn't that the wildest story? (laughs) Okay. All right. I want to know for my own personal Lawsuit avoiding intentions. Yes. How long does it take for the lawsuit to get thrown out if they can't find the person that they're trying to serve? Did they look that hard? I think Mayo, since he was the one being harassed, had to be the one to give up an address. And Mayo's just like, I don't know. No, he just comes six, around six, here six, sometimes. Hell Road. Yeah. Michigan. Hell Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. They just didn't find him. Is there anything else you want to add? Or I was really interested in the deal... That Satan makes with witches. We talking about the succubus incubus sex? Because, whoo! Ooh, damn. It's a lot of there's, devil sex happening. There's taking and there's stealing. Mm-hmm. Your semen and your seed to make Jonathan's. The demon semen. And Caitlin's. All Jonathan's and all Caitlin's. Uh, witches. But I thought that was really interesting that, like, Satan makes these deals. This is how he, like, gets your soul. Mm-hmm. Is that it's all about persuasion and a lot of these deals that he makes, it seemed to me, were about prideful things. Yeah. You know, like we talk about like meeting the devil at the crossroads is like an old blues song, I think, mm-hmm. about a musician, a famous musician that like meets the devil at the crossroads, sells his soul for like fame and stuff like that. And the idea of selling devil went down to soul. Georgia. Yeah, the devil went down mm-hmm. to Georgia. You know, how heavy is your soul how much is its value how much does it weigh versus like your own earthly plane pleasures and delights and your legacy as a person on this planet yeah like yeah what is the monetary value of one soul Mm -hmm. to put it into you know we live in the u.s capitalist terms we understand is it like one good bitch equals a thousand bitches no one good girl equals a thousand bitches not one, one good, good bitch. bitch. One real good bitch. One good smells like Dove soap bitch. Mm-hmm. Delicious. And another thing. I was really interested in like the way that Satan appears to people often as either like, a man in like, a dark outfit. Mm-hmm. It's always dark. Or like dark colored dogs. Mm, like a grim kind of thing. Yeah, like hmm. that Satan or a dark colored goat. That those are the Black Philip. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to me that Satan would not appear as a lion or like as a bear. That he would appear as these animals that are subservient to man. A fucking bear came up to you and And he's like, like, sign my book. (laughs) (laughs) I would scream. (laughs) And probably pee myself. Pooh Bear comes in and he's like, so you want to kill your neighbor for his wife, huh? How much honey you got? Where's Piglet? Two honey pots. (laughs) Piglet's dead, bitch. This is the honey pot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's bad when you get to fan fiction. Oh, no, it is a blustery day. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting to me that those are the animals 
that he chose animals that are small and subservient to man. Mm-hmm. Docile. Docile. And even sheep and goat, they'll like bunt you or whatever. But even then, it's like, <laughs> they are not vicious like a mountain lion or yeah. like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying creatures called horses. Yeah, I would even like to do maybe like even a Satan part two that's just on like historical or fables about like the deals that he's made Mm. and like how he makes deals. And like when I was studying witchcraft in graduate school, the promises that he made people were so dire sometimes. It would be women that were dying in their houses trying to feed five children while being a woman in 1480 unable to really hold a job she's got one cow and she's trying to like feed all these children and then why wouldn't you make a deal with the devil yeah very interesting when desperation hits yeah what would the devil have to promise you for you to give him your soul well isn't there always like a what's your price a backfire well i mean it's i guess it's like a genie you have to word it exactly right hmm i would say what's your price alicia marie for artemis to have eternal life in a loving family that can always provide food and care and love and fresh litter to her even if it's not you even if it's not me and then i reveal myself to be (laughs) satan we shake hands she's a goat (sighs) (laughs) she's so so good your sound effects are really good have you been practicing Gross. I don't like how their eyes look. Ugh, it's like, like a weird frog. Like little slits. I'm going to do the rest of the podcast like this. No. <laughs> and then Marcel fucking commits to Puku. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm done. I'm done. What would the devil have to say to you? I honestly don't think that there's any way for me to ever be happy or satisfied. So <laughs> I really don't think a pussy answer no i just have depression maybe yours can just be money actually buying happiness yeah i don't know i have a hard time like thinking of anything that i would sell my soul for yeah sell my soul for a quarter do laundry yes (laughs) enough quarters to do laundry ten dollars to always have enough quarters (laughs) to do laundry oh dude that's pretty good though Mm -hmm. yeah oh what's that i hear it's like a um the sound of an ancient tome covered in moss and and like cobwebs. It's so heavy and thick with story and tale. And oh, oh, what's that? A broken oh, wine glass. That's my wonderful little mug of hot toddy that I'm, I'm sipping. Mm, mm. Oh, it's too hot. It's hot too toddy. Too hot, too hot. And there's a fireplace with pictures of what oh of some family i don't recognize because i'm in someone else's house and i'm reading their books and in my head i hear this voice it sounds just like alicia and it says welcome to alicia's tales of the occult dun, 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 dun. <laughs> angry pregnant cat I'm so pregnant she's over your fucking shit right now it's really about intimidating you because she knows if you come at her there's nothing she can do she she just has to lie down (laughs) please pet me please pet my tummy today we are going to talk about the jersey devil oh how aptly named how great named great great name speaking of devils let's set the scene all right here i am 1975 in barren pines new jersey very foresty very spooks tall pines dark inside we don't know what's in the forest 
I'm really nervous about what's in the forest because I'm here and there's tall pines. Yeah, that's scary. It's Is scary. it Sasquatch? No, no, no. Not this time. Maybe. They could be friends. I don't know. So back in 1975, a poor woman named Mother Leeds found out she was pregnant with her 13th child. Dude, I'm sorry. I know. She was too. She was so sorry that she at some point said, let this one be the devil. (laughs) She was just over it. She already had 12 other children to feed and her husband is a drunkard. So she already doesn't have anyone to help her take care of it. Or like help all her these name kids. these kids. Help, we don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This one's Tuesday. This one's Wednesday. <laughs> and then she ran out of days of the week. Shit. And of course, he's not bringing in any money because he's out seeing his mistress at the bar. <gasps> Megan. Uh huh. Poor woman. Poor pregnant woman. A few months later, on a stormy night, always a stormy night, Mother Leeds gave birth to the child. So it was a baby boy, but he was horribly deformed. So much so that it scared the midwives who were on site for the birth. Her husband demanded Mother Leeds get rid of the baby, but Mother Leeds kept the child hidden away and took care of it. A good mom. A good mom. However, a few days later, another tumultuous storm came through the town. And the baby child in her arms began changing in front of her eyes oh god it sprouted horns from the top of its head and talon like claws tore through the tips of its fingers they grow up so fast it turned horse-like oh god get me out of here (laughs) i want to go with bat-like wings protruding from its back and hair and feathers sprouting all over its body puberty's rough it is rough its eyes began glowing bright red. The creature savagely attacked its own mother. What? And killed her. No. Yeah, she's dead. And then the monster knocked down the door of the next room where its father and siblings cowered in fear and attacked them all, killing as many as it could. Which was how many? Many. <laughs> there were 12. There's a lot. Probably oh. six. You know, a devil number. Mm-hmm. It eventually flew out of the chimney and destroyed the chimney, leaving a pile of rubble in its wake. Since then, the creature has lived in the forest of the barren pines. It is commonly referred to as the Leeds Devil or the Jersey Devil. Ooh. The craziest of the sightings of the Jersey Devil happened in January 1909. In one week, newspapers of the time published hundreds of claims about the Jersey Devil from all over the state. So... We think Jersey Shore is scary. Imagine this guy fucking shit up. Same type of publicity. Wild. And trying to date two women at once, how? Oh my God, it just doesn't work. The creature attacked a trolley car full of people in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. Police officers in Camden and even Bristol, Pennsylvania fired at the creature to no avail. Like the bullets would hit and nothing would happen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Other reports found unidentified footprints in the snow and some hoof prints surrounded around a dead puppy. What? Yeah. You didn't have to do that, Jersey Devil. I think he eats dogs. Yeah. There was an account of a woman beating the Jersey Devil with a broomstick because it was trying to attack her fucking golden retriever. Holy shit. I know. Schools closed. Workers were told to stay home. Some vigilante groups and hunters roamed the pines looking for the devil. But when they found it, They would only see it as it flew away. So there have been sightings since then. In 1993, a man was driving through the- We were alive! We were alive. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. (laughs) 
So how old is this thing? It's like 1975. It's like a little bit older than my sister. So like mid 40s, 45. Oh, you know what? That was a total mistake. It should have been 1795. This that was a dyslexic is- moment. This this shit ass motherfucker is old as hell. In 1795 in Barron Pines, New Jersey. <laughs> so it's fucking old, yo. This is the oldest horse to have ever lived, <laughs> which is scary in itself. How many Saturn returns has that asshole been oh through? God. That's why he's a dick. <laughs> in 1993, a man was driving through the Barren Pines when he saw a strange creature blocking the road ahead of him before it flew off. Another man, a cab driver, was changing the tire of his car when he claimed to have been attacked by the Jersey Devil. The man ran inside his car, like locked the doors, and this creature kept going onto its roof being like, ka, 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 until it eventually flew away. Gross. Mm-hmm. This is so gross. I hate this. Yes. So urban legend or complete hoax? No one knows for certain, but everyone will tell you this. Do not camp in the barren pines alone. Don't do it. But. Don't. Don't do it. But. Don't. Tara? Tara? Wait. You don't even like camping. Sit down. (laughs) Sit down. Shit. She knew. Shit. Don't like camping. That's true. So what do you do when you're a horse with bat wings and you've got to just like stay low the entire time. You do a spell to protect your secret. <laughs> of who you truly are. Who you truly are. Which is just an ugly man looking for love. Just a Jersey devil. All right, we finally made it to our final segment of the night. Whoop, 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 whoop. The day? When are you listening to this? On your lunch break? I really don't know or care as long as you're listening. But I hope you're enjoying that sandwich. Is it good? What's on it? Yeah, you got some kind of meat thing in there, some kind of those tomatoes fresh from the garden. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Little aioli. Little aioli. A little bit of an arugulas. Did you throw truffle oil on it? Whoa! Oh, you're kind of fancy. Hank at Subway really did you good today, oh, girl. Yeah, you should get his number. <laughs> He's married. All right. Oops. Okay. Well, to keep that whole thing under wraps. Mm-hmm. Your secret affair with the subway guy. <laughs> it's okay. A spell to protect a secret. So I have heavily edited this spell from Auriculum on Tumblr. There are two R's in that. Oh, I thought you meant Tumblr. Oh. I was like, no, there's not. Tumblr. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. So these are the things you're going to need. One, a small box. I've been doing a lot of box spells past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So this is the second box spell. Number two, you're going to need some strong and thick twine. Okay. And I would probably bring a roll. I wouldn't just cut like 24 inches. I would bring a roll of strong twine. Number three, something that represents what needs to be hidden. So this spell is very similar to our nightmare spell. But I would be really thoughtful about the object that you choose, you know, because All of these things around us have energy and associations and histories. You know, if your secret is about using your mom's credit card to buy a Club Penguin account, maybe a owl pellet isn't necessarily the best choice for that. That's sanitary. Witches are dirty and gross. Okay. Fair point. Continue. <laughs> Number four, slippery elm, either dried or an oil. So slippery elm is often used as a vitamin or a supplement, but it's also really good for halting gossip. Okay. Number five, rainwater. 
and there's was a lot of stuff I did research about like what time of year what season how's the moon when the rain comes down is there lightning and I was like this is too much these witches gonna hate us so rainwater <laughs> which hemisphere right really though That's so and like crazy. in proximity to the ocean and like what vessel like I'm gonna die <laughs> And then finally, black obsidian, which is a strong psychic protection stone, and it resonates with the root chakra, which is all about safety and protection. Mm. And butts. And Jesus. So, this is what we're going to do. Okay. I want you to dip your twine in the rainwater that you've collected, and then dry it off. Maybe you could even just, like, lay it on your windowsill. You could pat it dry with some uh, brawny man. The devil's paper towel. Paper <laughs> So then I want you to take the object that you're using to represent your secret and rub it with the slippery elm oil and place it in the box or place it in the box and sprinkle it with dried slippery elm. Okay. Then you're going to place next to it the black obsidian inside the box, close that box up, and then really wrap that sucker up with the anointed twine. And like I'm really into emotions and feelings, so channeling that is really good for me when I'm doing spell work. But if you want to verbalize in any way, whatever comes to mind, whatever feels authentic to you, this is a really good opportunity for you to create intention with your word. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to stash the box in the back of a closet, a desk, in the corner of a cupboard. If you can, place objects on top of it and around it. That's also good. But I would really discourage you putting it under your bed because that's like what we do when we're trying to do psychic dream work. Or we're working with channeling deities or trying to contact spirit guides of some kind. Mm -hmm. Putting it under your bed is actually going to act almost like a conduit for you to constantly be thinking about it. Maybe to be haunted by this secret, which is what I don't want. I want you to put it far, far away in a dark, dark place. In a secret spot. Yes. That's not under your bed. So... Maybe someday you won't need this secret charm anymore and you can take it out and repurpose all the objects that are within it. But if you're like me and you have eight in the back of your closet that you never, ever, ever will open, then just make sure that the object that you choose to represent your secret isn't like your great-grandmother's ring. Something you want. Yeah. Money. Money. And that's it. I love it. Secrets are protected. So what secret are you protecting like i'm gonna fucking tell this podcast okay you guys don't you know i have a capricorn moon i'm not fucking telling anybody anything it's all business no my boundaries no they think we're friends (laughs) they think we're all friends tell them everything all right so just a reminder that we have our fundraiser and i hope that you're donating and it's going to a really great cause And I can't wait to see the impact that we can make in so many children's lives. And also wild that we've been doing this for almost a year. We're approaching like what we're almost halfway through the month, October 9th. Yeah. Nuts. It is crazy. And can we fucking talk about what happened in the Ouija board episode last week? Oh my gosh. Like, ah! any dreams? No, not yet. I'm still waiting. I think I've been thinking too much about the duck. Mm-hmm. And so I need it to kind of go to the back of my mind. But I will let you guys know as soon as there are any ducks in my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't have any nightmares last night. That's good. I didn't dream about anything, which is like the first time in years. That's awesome. So we'll see. So hopefully my ancestor is helping out. Wow. Good old ancestor. We did find out, weirdly enough, that the grandmother bee 
that we asked about, mm-hmm. my great-grandmother, apparently she was an orphan. So we don't know shit about her. So we don't know who her parents or her grandparents are. People who might be related to me but would not have any of the last names that I know of. And they could have ended up anywhere. And she was born when? Like It was either... What did my mom say? Like 1900 or 1899? It was like literally on that cusp. Mm -hmm. So it would have been one or two generations ahead of her. Who knows, yo? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, so if the spirit was born in 1868, then your grandma B was born in... Either the 1890s or the 1900s. So it'd probably be... Yeah. The spirit would have been 30, 31. I mean, it is the time, though. Which also, if they don't know English that well, mm-hmm. women weren't taught how to like read and write normally. Yeah, well, depending on what class you were in. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna be the first one to tell everyone that my family history is not of nobles. Yeah, like there were not a lot of wealthy people back then. Yeah, was elites. And there also, was- if her family were wealthy, she probably wouldn't have been put up for adoption. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But no, apparently there are no herder family riches, Marcel, <laughs> as much as he wants. Okay, what if we do another seance without Marcel? We ask again about the herder family riches. Maybe it'll be different. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe the spirit's trying to protect. She just doesn't want to tell him where my riches are. <laughs> it's in your heart. Aww. That's why Satan wants it so bad. Your soul. Your espiritu. Espirita? We don't know Spanish. Yes. Espiritu. I liked yes. Si. Correct. Si. Correct. I guess we should end this now. We should end this. Okay. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Next week. Holy shit. That's nuts. That's so crazy. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we would have figured out our Halloween costumes by then. Oh, God. I don't know. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, And to Kevin McLeod for giving us these dope beats each week. Holy shit, Kevin. So dope. Every week you blow me away. (laughs) Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And this has been Witch Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Donate.